So welcome everybody, this is Afro Leads the podcast. Afro Leads consists of two sisters, Julie and Steph, and we're on a mission to promote UK black business and culture. At the moment, our platform um, is Instagram and we post daily positive posts about black Britain in terms of businesses, groups, communities, celebrities, music, and so much more. So today we are fortunate to be joined by Chloe Elliott, founder of Odyssey Box UK and Girly Girl Chloe. So welcome. How are you? And how is lockdown treating you? Hi, I'm well, thank you. I must admit, at the beginning of lockdown, I wasn't terribly affected because I'm an ambivert. So being able to stay at home and not have to do the the office pleasantries and talk about my new hairstyle wasn't <laughs> yes. such a bad thing. But um, it's it's been quite a while now and I'm actually missing people and interacting with people and just hearing about people's days not through social media mm. but just having that personal interaction so I'm hoping that this summer I can actually get out and, and reconnect with people but otherwise I've been well thank you good okay. we feel we absolutely feel you I think that at the start it was quite nice to have a bit of space and to do our own thing and to kind of get a new routine but I think that interaction, just even the small talk, getting a co- while you're getting a coffee in the mm. office, or it, it sometimes just breaks up the day and can just give you a bit of an uplift, you know, or you can uplift somebody else's day. So now I totally feel you on that, totally. Well, before we go into the heart of the interview, um, please allow me to gush over you and read highlights of the post that we originally posted about you. So it started, have you heard about at Odyssey Box UK and the entrepreneurial founder at Girly Girl Chloe, in brackets, Chloe Elliott? If not, here's the lowdown. Odyssey Box is a subscription box for natural hair products that is delivered every other month. It features four full-size natural hair products from small, independent and hashtag black-owned brands that have been tried, tested and hand-selected by at Girly Girl Chloe and her team for a variety of different hair types. Hashtag curly, hashtag kinky and hashtag coily hair types, for example. It is Odyssey Box UK's mission to save you the search and minimize the trials and errors by bringing you high quality luxury hair experiences wherever you call home. Check out and follow this hashtag queen. Her accounts are equal parts educational, motivational and intentional in its support of black owned brands. Keep shining Chloe Elliott. We love the ethos of your work, your journey and your content. Thank you so much. <laughs> well, welcome. Oh, we honestly we were buzzing when we found you. We're buzzing when we put the post together. So we are absolutely buzzing now, as you can imagine, to have you um, on our podcast. So yeah, hopefully that kind of did, did its justice for you. Um, absolutely, you captured you captured it perfectly. My mission and what I've been up to. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Fantastic. So I suppose to sort of jump straight into the interview, um, we've got listeners here that potentially would have seen the post, but just like us, just want to know as much as possible about you. So if you can tell us a little bit about yourself and how you came to create the brand. Absolutely. So let's start from the very beginning with <laughs> Curly Girl Clo. Um, yes. Curly Girl Clo, the official mission, the mission that you shared about it being equal parts, educational, motivational, and inspirational, that started on the 1st of January, 2018. Okay. Obviously there was a bit of work that went into making that decision. Yeah. Um, In 2017 and 2018, I was living in Dusseldorf in Germany. Mm -hmm. 
I was doing a placement as an English language assistant in a secondary school. And it's something that I've wanted to do since the age of 11. I absolutely love languages. So when I started secondary school and we had these language assistants, I thought that's such an amazing job. You get mm-hmm. to go to another country for a year and just share language and culture with young people who are keen to learn from a real person, not from a textbook or a video. And so it's something that I had my heart set on from that young age. I remember asking my favorite French teacher what university she went to. And she said Leeds. So I was like, okay, I'm going to Leeds. Oh, amazing. <laughs> Um, in year eight, I picked up German, and in year nine, I picked up Spanish as well. Um, Fantastic. So fast forward to university, um, I started at Leeds, and I had the opportunity to learn Arabic as well in my first year. Gosh, so incredible. the love of languages is mm. real. And so when it came round to deciding where to go for the year abroad, I actually had a term abroad experience and a year abroad experience. And mm-hmm. I had the decision to work, teach, or study. And I chose okay. to study, and I chose to work. Fab. So I was set to go to Germany, and I was really, really excited, as you can imagine. And on the first day, um, I was speaking only German, introducing mm-hmm. myself to anyone who'd listen. I was really <laughs> But my enthusiasm wasn't matched by the institution that I was actually working in. Um, They they weren't expecting from the name Chloe Elliott that I would Mm -hmm. be a black British university student. Mm -hmm. And so I think the school itself had its issues, but that was definitely a factor that made my experience a lot more challenging. Um, How awful. That is shocking. Yeah. So... (laughs) um, the work placement was 12 hours a week. And as you can imagine, that's not a huge amount of time. That's maybe a couple of lessons a day, right. four days a week. Um, and the idea is that you have that extra day to get to know the country and to explore and travel and whatnot. But I found myself going to maybe one or two lessons a week and having so much free time to myself and thinking, I didn't come to Germany to just about and do nothing mm-hmm. right. uh, I'm, that's it's not really in my nature to just coast. be somewhere with coast without a purpose mm. yeah. um, and so I said what can I use this year for to make the most out of it I'm not at university I don't want to u- lose my language because I was living alone I wasn't with my course mates I was on mm. my own in a foreign country and I wanted to make the most of it. So I said, what do I love? Natural hair. Maybe this is the year that I can really step up my natural hair journey. But I didn't consider that it's not the same as being able to pop into town and go to the hair shop and get what you need. There's a, like, in Dusseldorf alone, there was a really specific street where the black people that I met said, oh, this is where you can get hair products. And when you went there, the selection was really, really poor. Right. Um, And I thought, if I'm going to invest a year into something, I want it to be the best it could possibly be. Um, Mm -hmm. And I want it to be something that I can continue. It's not just a year and and then it's done. Um, So I had arrived in Germany in September and I kind of played around with different ideas between September and I'd say November. 
um, it was around October, November where I started posting consistently and I was on my stories and I was just telling people the crazy things that um, either the kids in class were asking me or telling me or just the interactions I was having because I didn't really have, I'd made friends in Germany, friends that I still have now, but I hadn't really, I was still spending most of my time by myself. Okay. So um, I started posting pictures and from, I'd say November to the end of the year, I went from, you know, a hundred followers to a thousand. And I was like, right, okay. wow. people do care. People it's are invested in this. So what, what is my mission going to be? What, why should people follow me? What am I about? Mm-hmm. And oh, when I came home for Christmas, I was researching, um, hair care on Etsy to find black owned hair care brands mm-hmm. and I reached out to one and I said you know I have a small following and I really want to use it to promote businesses from within the community at the time mm-hmm. I had no idea what an influencer was or anything like that and I met a lot of resistance because brands were thinking that I just wanted free things free thing, yeah. yeah but I was explaining to them that I'm just a student living in Germany I have all this time put me mm. to good use um so the first collaboration I ever did didn't go exactly how I would envision it now um mm-hmm. but I think I was earning 10% commission on on the sales that I was able to make and I made six pounds and I thought okay, that was a learning opportunity. What am I going Absolutely. to do yeah. next yeah. time? And I think um, you will have seen that Born Beautiful Naturals featured in the latest Odyssey box, the Moisture Splash box. Yeah. And Born Beautiful Naturals is the second brand that I worked with back in right. February 2018. They had no idea that I wasn't experiencing what I was doing, but I just thought you must... in my philosophy when I'm working is to under-promise and over-deliver. So I Amazing, said yeah. what I thought I could do and then did what I actually could. And she was really, really impressed. And Fantastic. she's actually like a big sister to me now because she oh, really supported me on my journey. And I've supported her as much as I can, going to events together. Um, and because... Born Beautiful Naturals is, for the most part, a one-woman business. Yeah. Having that extra support and being able to bounce ideas off of each other. and um, I've been down to Birmingham to help pour, pack, label products. Oh, wow. That's, wow. So, That's incredible. When I, when I approach brands and say that I want to help them, I don't just mean I will post a photo for you on my Instagram. I mean mm. I will meet you where you are. Yeah. and help you as much as I can. And it soon became apparent that the longevity of Instagram posts was too short. I was posting, I was going to events, I was doing as much as I possibly could all through um, my time at Germany, time in Germany. And when I returned, I've been doing collaborations of all kinds not just exclusive to hair care i've collaborated with another um content creator to bring the coily curly campaign where we took a handful of black owned brands and paired how they worked for my coily hair to her curly hair and so i've 
done a lot of different things, but you know how the algorithm works. After two, three days, it's, it it's kind of gone. Off, yeah. Um, and as much as I've tried to be, I'm not a blogger. I'm not someone who's going to write about something each week. I, yeah. I put a lot of effort into writing one piece. So it's not something that I can do. I can sustain to a high mm. standard week in, week out. And so the further I got, I've been thinking about this for a long while and it's come in lots of different forms. I support brands with their social media. Um, I offer consultancy. I'm in lots of product testing groups um, because at this point, uh, Kylie Girl Clo has worked with or supported more than 40 brands. And if you wow. can imagine That's that insane. each brand has a shampoo, conditioner and a styling product, that you're into the hundreds of over a hundred products, products that yeah. I've tried and consulted on and given advice on and promoted. Um, but it goes Gosh, beyond social though. media. <laughs> it, yeah. It, and it's something that just became part of what I do at university because um, brands that were able to um, did pay me for my time and for my work. And so um, I have a mindset that anything that, I need in this life I can manifest it because tell me how a struggling student in final year who didn't have you know a, a stable part-time job was able to always make ends meet because yeah. brands came to me opportunities mm -hmm. came my way because I was putting as much positivity and support out there and attracting mm -hmm. the same thing for myself um but That's I knew incredible. that I love that Thank you. It, I, I, re I really am passionate about it. And I love that we are being more visible in our support for Black-owned businesses. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Something that I felt like I was pushing for for a long time, but it was kind of like a, a novelty thing. Like, oh, I'll try this Black-owned brand this one time instead of my usual. But now it's becoming more of a conscious decision. Yeah, and I knew definitely. that social media wasn't the only way of supporting brands which is mm. why I wanted to start Odyssey Box because then I could actually give brands my money and unlike um, a few of the subscription box models that are currently available I wanted to actually purchase products from brands yeah. and um, use what I've learned in terms of marketing and market them. I've learned so much about different products. Why is it that these two leave-ins are relatively similar in terms of ingredients, but everyone's raving about this one over this one. Mm -hmm. What is it that brands are perhaps missing? Um, what feeling do I get when I go onto one brand social media versus another? And I knew that I could incorporate all of these ideas because I would just DM brands and say, I, I've seen maybe lots of this hair type and none of this hair type. I really think if you include perhaps this influencer you can really get your message across um and actually audience. reach a wider audience yeah. and these are all the things that i wanted to incorporate into odyssey box um and if you i love that thank you i if love you... it i love i think the one <laughs> thing that that's consistent from everything you've said so far is it, it's kind of like your unique selling point um whatever situation you're in you find you, you find a way to turn it into a positive which yeah you said that's you know definitely comes across in, in, yeah sorry, sorry. no Absolutely. no not at all 
Like you, you have to because you can't stand still if you want to progress you have to move forward mm. totally can't. agree it's so and inspiring it thank is you so much think of it like an arrow being pulled back you might have these setbacks but it's only going to launch you into the next thing if wow. you allow yourself to see it in that in that way and i like that i love that, that is very much the concept of odyssey books because we've gone from 2018 and we're now in 2020 and um it's been a very very challenging year and i've had a fair few people ask me why did you launch in february when things were so uncertain um because obviously we went into lockdown the, the following month mm. we went into lockdown and i only had a chance to release one box and the second box was looking a bit hit and miss it was all very uncertain um but again, I was up against a challenging situation. My full-time job at the time, um, I was finding really difficult. As the mm -hmm. only yeah. black woman on my team, I was up against a lot. I, ha I experienced a lot of ill feeling in the workplace. It wasn't, and that's why I say at the beginning of lockdown, I actually wasn't too fussed. I was happy to be at home by myself mm -hmm. and not in that environment anymore. I was still working from home, but I had more control over who I was interacting with. And yeah. How yeah. yeah. And prior to lockdown, I was off work for about six weeks for my own well-being. I had had an operation on my wrist, but also was not in a good emotional state to return mm -hmm. back to work because of the working environment that I had been in. And that's when I said, again, I have, I have this time to reflect, to heal, to Absolutely. do what I need to do. What mm -hmm. am I going to do so that when I come out of this, it's not just like, you know, peeling back the duvet and seeing the light again. What am I going yeah. to do so I have something to focus on, yeah. channel my positivity into? And so mm -hmm. Odyssey Box was actually all of the hard graft and planning and thinking was actually done when I was off unwell and I did mm. feel unwell the whole time and I was doing most of my work at bizarre times like between four and six in the morning mm -hmm. but I think I needed something to be able to pull myself out of that yeah, yeah. Um, I needed I totally something to work towards because there's no motivation in getting better to be back in the same situation. Yeah, yeah, but when exactly. you can come back and say, yeah, I'm feeling a lot better now. Um, and I'm feeling even better still because I'm launching my business next month. Yeah. Amazing. Um, oh, wow. That's so inspiring. That's, that's so, because <laughs> there'll be people that can relate to that from all walks of life, whether it be with a work situation or a toxic group of friends. But the mm -hmm. fact that you, again, yet again, it's down to your unique selling point. You can find the beauty or the positivity in any situation. That, again, you, you've given yet another example as to, you know, why you're you and why you're going to keep going from strength to strength, which yeah. I just think is fantastic. And why you're kind of creating opportunities where, you know, previously there were not. And, um, yeah, Chloe, it's been like, so inspirational to hear you speak. And I'm really... Um, sorry that you had the experience in Germany in the recent one with your uh, previous job um, and you know with the you know I um, don't want to be condescending but with your 
you know going out to Germany at your age that in itself is a big step going on your own but then to be mm -hmm. met with that um you know racism let's call it what it is it's racism yeah. we're not expecting you to be black I mean what what does it matter what color I am this is me you've accepted me on paper but you seem to have issue with me in person and not fulfilling your end of the bargain for my kind of learning and work experience and that's you know disgrace. that's not right and um, also that is what what 2018 did you say yeah I remember two years Shut ago man that's not even 50 years ago it's two years ago it's embarrassing that that happened shame on that yeah absolutely i remember showing up to school steph and julie and one of the other teachers said to me has to ein reise pastor by and that means do you have your passport and there's two things wrong with that what first of all why would i carry my passport to work um, do any of the other teachers carry their passport? That's disgusting. And the second thing is, hast du, um, in German, and I think most European languages, there's like a formal way of addressing an, someone. An informal, and an yeah. informal, And she used the same, um, the same term of address as she would a student and not a colleague. Colleagues would, would use a polite wow. version. So... Honestly, what a, so Chloe, I did um, an Erasmus year, I did it in Spain, though. I did it in Cadiz in south of Spain, and mm -hmm. some of the things you're saying, I totally relate to just because at the time, it was very much a case of, you might be looking into it, just in terms of like, you, people just looking at you as you're walking down the street, and like, you know, I'm quite mm -hmm. tall telling well. about that. Yeah. Or even yeah. shouting people, stuff out at you. Yeah, the yeah. Chat, like chocolate, you know, and think that I'm going to be like, oh my god, that's amazing. Yeah, you're calling your chocolate fab. Um, yeah, but it's it's those things where at the time I just I mentally prepared for it, if I'm honest with you. Um, but too. again, I look back and think all my friends had to deal with right different currency, a year away from home, to having the pressure of learning Spanish, um, you know, all the things like managing finance, mm -hmm. all of the stuff as well. But additionally to that, I was thinking, right, how can I um, mentally prepare myself? Because I'm obviously going to a south part of Spain where potentially there might not be a lot of black people other than maybe people standing on the beach. You know, that's what, that was my mentality, mm -hmm. you know. So I, I was totally, like, I can't imagine. And I, bear in mind, I was a student, yeah? And I was going into another student environment. I wasn't going to teach. I wasn't expected to kind of be accepted by the teaching um, kind of a lot of professionals either so mm -hmm. I, I can't imagine what you went through and I can't imagine just how you would have to prepare yourself to respond in a professional way back to, to people of faculty as well if they were so ignorant um, but I really I, honestly I can't praise you enough for just how far you've come and how amazing you've done um, and yeah. this is why I keep saying this the Chloe fact this unique selling point of turning everything into a positive it's infectious. It's amazing. Um, not or not being not allowing those kind of circumstances to to drag you down, but you still yeah. but you, you still were able to you know you mentioned interactions and connections with the students that you were going to be teaching, so you, you still were able to achieve that end. Um, but then you know birth curly girl Chloe, and that's benefited so many people to to be in on your your hair journey you know because it's, it's like a little club it's an encouragement you're learning from the the um well i won't say errors because it's all trial and error really isn't it Every, everyone's mm -hmm. different but you're just learning from the experiences of others sharing experience so yeah it's just amazing that out of such a oppressive experience you've you've brought birth two great enterprises that are 
just helping not just yourself and I just love the background story of how the further how far you go to help and collaborate with other businesses mm, um, that's amazing to, um financially it's not there's nothing wrong with you know you've you've built up this expertise uh, and rightly so and and um a platform so to be financially remunerated that's you know absolutely well bonus. and good yeah I'm, i've never been in it for the money no. and i i i've learned so much from it i think mm. hands-on experience is the best kind of experience you can get totally yeah totally. and i would like my advice to other people in similar situations or something that I've been saying a lot recently is that you know who you are because of yeah. your thoughts and what you think and the mm -hmm. values that you hold. Mm -hmm. Other people know who you are based on your actions. Mm. So you, we might be in situations, we often are in situations that aren't fair and don't feel right and it just shouldn't happen but it's your actions that show people who you are so me mm, being visible in my support of black owned businesses i was an equality and diversity officer um and i was visible in my support for all minority groups in that role as well yeah fantastic that is me showing the world who i am and mm -hmm. the fact that i've I, it's it's quite funny because uh, i've tried lots of different things my parents have always raised me to believe that i can do absolutely anything so I, i've dabbled in lots of different things perhaps i'm jack of all trade master of none but i have a good sense of what i can achieve and what i'm capable mm. of um and that's something that i want to inspire in other people it, regardless of what's happening in society if you have that within yourself yeah you can go a long way with it. Absolutely. And you're probably more um, relatable to quite a diverse group of people because you've done so much. Do you know what I mean? Um, I, I also, some people that I meet, I, I sometimes immediately think, so my background is predominantly recruitment. So if mm -hmm. somebody has done a lot of different things and especially from a young age, you know, you can tell instantly just by the way that they interact with people, the way they can talk to old people, young people, international people especially if you've had the experience to live in a, in a culture that's very different to yours that type of person is, is somebody sometimes the person that is so approachable by every walk of life just because of the experience you've had so you know i, 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 I could only see big things from you moving forward i think oh, you're a bigger thing you're already achieving so much absolutely yeah, yeah. i just think it's amazing can so, I ask? oh sorry go on. no go jay go, i just go, go. Curly girl Chloe is obvious because it's you and curly hair journey, a natural hair journey. Mm -hmm. What? How? How did you come up with the name and branding for Odyssey Box? Oh, okay. So it's something I thought about for a, a long while because, like I said, that idea was kind of bubbling for a while, but it wasn't until I stopped and said, "This time is for myself," yeah. that I could actually get those ideas down on paper. Um, and I knew that I wanted the concept of journeying to be in there, not just because of the natural hair journey, but because of my personal journey. Um, it's not about the destination, it's about the journey, it's about being in the present moment. So I wanted something to do with that in there, that I had a lot of brainstorming about the North Star, about compasses, all sorts, but then 
I really wanted the brand to have roots in my family history and my grandparents traveled to the UK on a boat um, and so I wanted that imagery in there so it's perhaps not obvious as immediately obvious in the final designs but an odyssey is a long okay. exciting adventure with yeah. lots of yeah. different parts yes and that's what my journey has been that's what your natural hair journey has been because what you that. start doing on day one and what you're doing now is different right yeah um, absolutely we go through phases how we styled our hair as we were younger and how we style our hair now is different and so mm. i wanted odyssey to be brought to life with the main odyssey logo kind of has the compass feel to it yeah. um and the green and the pink um the green was supposed to be the sort of old globe kind of feel with the gold um and i wanted another color to balance it out so the whole feel is a voyage a journey adventure um and that kind of old but sort of valuable luxury feel to it Wow. Absolutely. You get that totally. Yeah, so I love it. To it. Well, it's so well thought out. And so I'm so glad I would ask that question because there's so much more to it. And um, I just wondered, you mentioned your grandparents came, um, they, they came to the UK um, via boat, but where did they come from? Um, so my, my maternal grandparents came from St. Lucia and my paternal grandparents came from Jamaica. Um, so it was a very long journey with lots yeah. of different parts so that's Absolutely. in there I owe a lot to like I said earlier the way I was raised um, so I wanted that to be tied into my business and what it's all about yeah oh fantastic so when we were um, looking at your uh, well when we found out about you from the uh, influencer side but also the obviously box side we were really kind of engaged in so many different aspects on your website um two things that i was um, particularly drawn to were the and it, again just to just to kind of give you an insight my hair journey is like i've only just started i'd say the last year or to really just started to embrace the whole natural mm -hmm. hair and going from weave to you know go back to braids and having my hair out in between yeah. as opposed to literally being like i don't want to show my natural hair in between hair <laughs> and, and um, styling or getting it done two things that i thought oh my god i love this girl um for just being absolutely bold and so insight um, and so insightful with just um you mentioned on the website natural hair care doesn't have to be saturdays in the hair shop trying to find something to beat the dryness or something that will bring your edges back and then the other thing was natural hair care doesn't have to be difficult or overly complicated and it doesn't have to take up all of your time and patience now for me that is that's as if we were having a conversation about my experiences today uh, or previously shall i say about just the rigmarole of oh mum's booked my hair so it's a full maybe mm -hmm. a full day before taking my hair out a full day of just sat, sitting down hoping nobody else is booked in um <laughs> you know <laughs> my sister's laughing because you, you've been there with me where you've rang and gone you should be nearly done now and I'm like she's not even started oh. there's three people in front of me <laughs> or just thinking of what hat or scarf am I going to wrap around my hair because I just don't want it out because it's so dry 
what do you have you to say that's not your current ex-hairdressing as well no my yeah. current hairdresser is like give it gives me life daily i love her but again my mindset's changed about getting my hair done as well yeah. so i think everything changes at the same time but my question to you kylie is you know do you think that this uh, or my mindset or those um impressions of black hair is still commonplace and um, and if so what solutions are there maybe potentially to kind of change that for both young and old um it's definitely a generational thing but i still think that mindset exists and that's mm. exactly why i put it in my about me section on the website because when i i've always loved my hair um, Good. to give a short overview of my hair journey i've always loved my hair but i've loved having it done i never liked the actual styling washing <laughs> whatever process because it always took a long time and growing yeah. up in a predominantly white area outside of london meant that i would have to travel hours right. to get my hair done to spend my whole saturday getting my hair done and not being able to see my friends and stuff like that yeah but right i think it's my mission to change those mentalities by giving you products that you can enjoy and the mission of odyssey box is threefold in that we want to educate you about your hair care yeah. empower you so not just giving you products and saying these products are better for you enjoy but actually mm -hmm. letting you know why they're good how you can get the most out of them and how you can see looking after yourself and taking care of your hair as a bit of you time, a bit of mm -hmm. um, time to reflect, time out of your busy lifestyle, but out of your busy schedule. Um, and it doesn't have to be this big inconvenience on a Saturday in the hairdressers. Yeah. Um, yeah, right. And I think, yeah. I think it's generational because I, I started my natural hair journey because out of ease, my hair was flat ironed when I was maybe 13, 14. And I actually wore it in a bun every single day. Um, so that's a whole lot of effort straightening your mm. hair to not to even put, put wear it, it out. <laughs> <laughs> so I just thought, enough is enough. Um, I'm not doing this. And I'm not going to Stratford every other Saturday to have them straighten my hair for me yeah. to not even do anything with it. I love my hair and I want it back to how it was. Um, I, I could make that decision. I made that decision when I was still in secondary school and the other kids asked me lots of questions about my hair, but it wasn't that big a deal. But for mm -hmm. my mum, my mum is a professional. She doesn't have the same freedom to just say, you know what, I'm going to go into the office with my hair like this. The implications seem a lot greater for her. And for my, my grandparents, they weren't exactly. able to even get a job unless their hair looked a certain way. So um, the mentality still, still exists, but I think yeah. we're un, I'm slowly unpicking it. Yeah. Um, and I'm interested to see after lockdown ends completely and workplaces transition um, into sort of the new normal how many people still choose to wear their hair how they did before because yeah 
I imagine lots of people have been making their hair presentable for Zoom, but haven't necessarily been doing the same things that they normally do. And maybe the stripped back version of their routine is something that will become more ingrained into um, each different generation. Yeah, I think it's interesting what you say about the perception of hair being professional or not, but I, I think there's work to be done both within our community within the individual and, and outside in kind of the wider Western society. And with my personal hair journey, I am a professional and the hair on my head, however I decide to do it is professional. Mm-hmm. That's, that's where I've come to and it's taken time to get there, but I'm there. I love my natural hair. Um, I, I'm learning all the time how to look after it because I think a lot of it, as you say, it's generational. If your mum didn't know how to, do style care for natural hair um, and the ordeal was painful in between kind of styling then you're just going to have you're you're not going to learn the skills know what to put on your hair how to look after it so it's all going to be an ordeal each time so yes you didn't have to do it often if you're doing protective styles but in between was like a a long painful um, experience so it's just unraveling that but I think younger kids today if they you know I think as, as attitudes change younger children mm-hmm. won't have that as they're seeing more representation of different hair higher hairstyles and more kind of embracing more women embracing their natural styles they too will as well and it's just the conversations are widening so it's mindset I think first with the individual and then um, absolutely goes on but yeah no it's it's great um I've noticed as well, like, because obviously that we've locked out, obviously there's no hairdressers. So the more, there's so many more people, like, just, like, going around with, a, like, headscarves on, yeah. or going out with natural hair. And I thought, you know, you look amazing, like a queen. Like, why mm-hmm. we, like, why before, why have we waited for, a, like, a pandemic like this to actually just be us? Do you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I think also the lockdown has given a bit more confidence um, and given us no alternative other than just to try things out, stuff that you never really normally would have to do. Try things out, you know, try having hair natural, try doing your own sort of conditioning creams, try having um, maybe not, you might not have been had access to your usual um conditioner or your usual shampoo but so you've had to kind of potentially try other brands or maybe go intentionally to a black brand um with the whole black powder etc so no I, d- I definitely think the pandemic has brought some obstacles but I do think the pandemic has really kind of well for me personally it's made me appreciate just being a bit more natural and sort of stripping things back down to basics and embracing it as much as possible to be honest so hope hopefully others have found it that way as well not too stressful sometimes you need that push and it takes a long time for you to believe it in yourself believe that your hair is professional however you wear it and unlearn the things that you've been taught known or believed since yeah. you were were really young absolutely um, it's just down to you now to continue it yeah yeah and actually most people don't actually care <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> other people do you know what I mean so as long as you're happy with with how it is and we're so blessed as black women that we can just there's a plethora of different styles that we can uh, adopt as to what your mood is like do you know what I mean there's no right or wrong uh, natural or not do you know what I mean because I think sometimes yeah. you put pressure if you don't have natural hair that you know you're not fully embracing yourself but we, we we all get to choose what expression 
we, we will yeah. so um but going back to um odyssey box so i just think obviously you know with lockdown obviously it's easing now but um kind of the opportunity to have products delivered to your door because especially when the um hair supply shops were closed would have been incredible did you find that you had more customers during that time absolutely with each new box um we've seen at least a growth of 50 percent wow so, fantastic oh my god that's amazing you're so you. humble and modest I love it. <laughs> i'd be like mic drop yes we're smashing it well <laughs> yeah you you've got a lot to look forward to from odyssey because um, in April, I said we were worried because everything went into lockdown. I was queuing at the post office. One post office out of six in my area was open. And I was what? queuing at the po post office for at least an hour and a half to get people their boxes Gosh. for it to take oh. a month to get there. But it's we there. had amazing support. It still got there. And yeah. April was, was great. And I was thinking, I can't believe this. And June was even better so I have high hopes for August the only challenge is that because of the impact that COVID has had on supply chains yeah there are brands that want to work with us but they just mm. can't get their lotion pumps they can't get um certain ingredients there are delays in like their supply chain so they right. can't guarantee that they'll be able to work with us but you have a lot to look forward to. I, you mentioned earlier that um, Caligar Club is like a hair club. An Odyssey Box hair club is in the works. So oh, oh, is that an exclusive? That's, that is an exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> that is an exclusive. I haven't posted about it anywhere. So that is coming. That, that would be fabulous. That would be so oh, cool. Brilliant. So what typically, for those who don't know, what... what do you, um, customers typically can they expect in one of um, your Odyssey boxes? Um, you can expect four full-size products mm -hmm. as a standard and those products are going to give you a full wash day we're not going to give you all silent products um, all you know just gel we're going to give you a full wash day experience okay. with the exception of our first box because um, our first box was an exclusive with Retro Rich. Right. Um, so right. we had their full line um, of styling products as their wash day products hadn't been finalized by the right. time the box came around. Yeah. But okay. the idea is that you can pick up the products and have your wash day, day with them. Um, nice. And not have three leave-in conditioners or only edge control so we're not gonna right. catch <laughs> yeah. you out and you're gonna think oh gosh what where am i gonna get the rest of it but right. um That's we've had cool. a few bonuses as well so uh we had a bonnet in our april box okay. so that was okay. an added extra and in june we had an extra styling product so we had six products in our june box because uh, it was with Born Beautiful Naturals, and as I mentioned, we have a really great relationship with them, so we're able to give a little bit more. But yeah. as mm -hmm. a standard, four products, um, two wash products and two styling products, as a yeah. minimum for each box. And Amazing. Do you, where is your biggest customer base at the moment? Um, the biggest customer base is in the UK, and I'd say 
it's actually spread out quite a lot. There isn't a particular city or a particular region that we have the most customers in. We have people in Manchester, um, we have people down in, um, right down in the south of England, we have people in and around London and in places like Kent and Sussex and mm, Surrey. So, really so it's, it's really spread out. We have the East Midlands as well. Um, and we have a few customers in Germany, France and the US as well. Oh, fantastic. Jeez, that's, inc- that's insane. Incredible. <laughs> um, so we love, um, I, I don't know how to pronounce the name properly, but I call it Issa Rae. Is that, have I said that properly? I think so. I think Issa Rae. I'm everyone black. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, so I love her. We both love her for championing natural hair and experimenting with sort of what was deemed sort of more traditional various hairstyles. Which celebrity, if any, do you feel is a great ambassador for natural hair? Oh, this is a tricky question to ask me because I really don't follow celebrities that much. Okay. Um. <laughs> um yeah, I don't really follow trends i'm very much in my own bubble and i take inspiration from myself so i set goals for myself in terms of my hair goals i want to be my own hair goals i'm not aspiring to have hair like amazing. Else. Yeah. um and in terms of the latest fashion trends i wear what i feel good in so yeah, i really good. don't know what the late- latest trend is um in terms of music i will be stuck in the 90s listening to music and it's only when i go on things like (laughs) tiktok that i discover new songs so i'm really not tapped into what celebrities are doing at the moment i'm trying to think whose hair have i seen recently but i can only think of influences from instagram um i'm the same to i'm the same to be honest so don't worry too much i mean i look at things like my, 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 my our story on afro leads is extremely like it's got people like yourself on who are just incredible mm-hmm. and inspiring but there was a um I, I'm, I'm loving jamelia's sort of more natural look at the moment so historically obviously when she was like pop star back in when when i was a lot younger um she would have like either uh, relaxed hair or straight hair or weave mm-hmm. but now you see her even with her headscarves on or her natural hair out and her daughters are exactly the same yeah as a uk black british woman i just think yeah i love that i think that's that's quite inspiring um but like you say it's quite it's quite a hard question especially if you're not um especially like you say if you're focusing on building your empire and sort of making the best version of yourself so don't worry i've always just been in my own bubble i've always been in my own imagination in my own space even when I was younger and my peers were like, you know, starting to use makeup, playing into all of that kind of girl stuff, I just never got into it. I've always just been on my own path. So now you've mentioned Jamelia, I remember seeing her at Black Girl Fest a couple of years ago, and I know that she's doing um, Jamelia's table, yeah. but I yes. wouldn't say that I'm really tapped into the latest celebrity news and events and things. Ditto, Nora's, to be honest. Um, <laughs> Liar for yourself. <laughs> yeah, but I literally, I literally, I'm one of those though. Like, I've got friends that literally, you, they could sort of rap the, the, the latest song before it's come out because they're just so tapped into it. They know really good fashion trends. They, hairstyle wise, they're really up and 
they're just up on everything and I just yeah. think you know I'm just not I'm not that involved yeah like I've got too not too much going on but I, I just physically can't dedicate that much time to be that on on the on the beat or mm. on the nose in terms mm. of fashion and trends and stuff but I do like a good gossip so I you know I do like <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you I do like you know when you see somebody looking amazing or whatever and then I'll tap through their feed and things and think actually yeah you, you look amazing but thanks for throwing me under the bus there Julie no. you're not some sort of influence <laughs> no, no it's just like yeah I'm not interested in it. anyway um <laughs> <laughs> so um it sounds like you've had really exciting collaborations um with your both brands so far um mm -hmm. which one do you feel has been your most exciting one and is there somebody that you're hoping to collaborate with in the future oh that's a big question <laughs> what's my most exciting collaboration um for odyssey box i briefly mentioned um our very first box our launch box back in february is perhaps one of the most exciting collaborations because Retro Rich actually hasn't ever featured in the subscription box. It hasn't been available for purchase anywhere other than their own website. They've never collaborated wow. with anyone in any way or even done a giveaway. That's insane. Prior to working with Odyssey Box. And the only reason that that was able to happen is because the founder, Lacey, believed so much in what I wanted to achieve. Yeah. She went above and beyond to help me to achieve it. And she was saying, yeah, like I've, I've never worked with another brand. I've never featured anywhere other than on my website. So it's new That's... to me, but I believe in what you're doing and I'm going to help you out. Oh, brilliant. That's, That's amazing. I love that kind of symbiotic relationship that you, you seem to foster with people that you partner with. Yeah, that's, it, that's definitely one of the most exciting collaborations. Um, in terms of collaborations I want for the future, there's just so many because <laughs> I want to be able to go back through the list of brands that I've um, partnered with through Curly Girl Clothes and say, right, we did this video, we did this post, next, would you like to be in the Odyssey box? This is what I envision your each brand that I work with, mm. that we work with the Odyssey Box, I have a vision for what their sort of marketing, what their rollout, what their launch is going to look like. Um, and so I'm excited to be able to go back to as many of the brands that I've partnered with previously and say, mm. this is what I have in store for you. Um, would you like to be part of the Odyssey Box journey as well? Oh, brilliant. Can't wait for it. Yeah. So um, it's, it's come to the time of the podcast where we ask our Melanin Magic question. Um, this question is asked to every single guest and it's, it's, it provides us with so much insight and, and inspiration for the future. The question itself is, what are your hopes and dreams for the Black British culture uh, in the next five to ten years? And if, do you have any insight on how we're going to get there? Ooh, I feel like this is a really big question and I gave it a lot of thought because if I think about being active in Black British culture, yeah. that's been predominantly my university experience. That's where I've actually connected with Black people outside of my family. I grew up in a predominantly white area, so that was where I sort of, university was where I found my feet and um, learned some hard truths and got to relate to people who had similar experiences to me in different parts of the country. And so when I think about 
what I've learned and the progress I've seen in five years, I have to kind of extrapolate that and see where that, that could go. And so we've been trying to liberate, liberate ourselves from a system that's held us back for far too long. And we've made, um, we've made progress, visible progress in um, key areas like music and we're making waves in um, food and fashion and um, in the media as a whole. And you can see evidence of that in our cultural output and from other cultures wanting wanting in on what we're doing mm. but my dreams for black british culture are that all black identities are considered mm. and acknowledged and represented in the future um, yeah. for example we can't forget our black disabled people our black neurodivergent people our black lgbtq plus when we're at Black Lives Matter protests and when we're making statements, are we thinking about um, black individuals who don't have a home, black individuals who have had to leave their home for one reason or another, black individuals? Yeah. We're thinking about people who are being deported because of um, um, their status after Windrush, but are we thinking of all black identities in? in the work that we're doing to liberate ourselves from this oppressive mm. system. Um, it will mean challenging ourselves. It will mean unlearning things that have been ingrained in our culture. I mentioned music, the music that we listen to is harmful to people within our community. There's homophobia in the music that we listen to yeah but it's part of the culture and so it stays are we going to mm. challenge these things in the future or are we going to have is culture going to stay the way it is and yeah it good point it goes into the way we think about ourselves we need to define who we are as black people um i've spoken a lot about the way I was raised and the idea of myself I have because of that I can do anything mm. Um, mm. but I wouldn't say at the same time that I'm a strong black woman that's a label that's been given to me because when black women are supposed to be sh strong are supposed to act and feel a certain way but the fact of the matter is I've been up against a lot of different challenges mm. and I have had a good cry because it's been really hard I haven't just mm. I don't want there to be um, only a thought of me, you know, powering through and smashing through every obstacle because I have, I have taken a lot of that emotional weight on. And I think mm. um, in the future, I'd like having these open conversations to be more part of our culture, yeah. being honest with ourselves and saying no, um, letting go of labels that have been given to us. Um, we define what it means to be black through our existence, not through what other people tell mm. us we are. Yeah. Um, so yeah, when we say we're rooting for everybody black, it should be everybody, everybody. and it should be everyone as they are and as they define themselves. Um, um, and that would mean coming together more as a unit as well. Um, some things that I've observed tapping into um, the black community the way I have through business 
is that, for example, after the last Black Pound Day, how many directories did you see popping up oh, about so black many. businesses? Yeah. There must be at least a hundred new ones. Whereas imagine imagine each of those, say there's a hundred new ones and each of them has a thousand pounds to back their idea. Wouldn't a hundred thousand pounds to one central hub be more powerful yeah. powerful yeah. and show our community spirit more than everyone trying to work in silos i want to yeah. see more of a community aspect um more of us backing each other rather than trying to be the one um because ultimately we are a team and there's no i in team there is a me but we should be all in it together if, we're, mm. if we've all got a common goal if we've all got the same goal, then we should be able to work together more. That's just one example, but I think no, get that's that. a brilliant so, one. Even in the workplace, um, I've been told of situations where there's a black person higher up, but they're not necessarily helping other people to get to where they are. They are the black person that made it to the top, but perhaps there's ways that we can unlearn this competition that's been in, ingrained in us we've been divided there's country and island wars and debates are you um black african or black caribbean um and we've been pitted against each other in different mm -hmm. ways for different reasons because when we're divided it's easier to manipulate the situation and keep us in the system but yeah. the more we band together the stronger we are a hundred percent i mean there's, there's a reason why you know this, the divide and conquer strategy exists so mm -hmm. the sooner we smarten up you I love this it's so insightful yeah um and i i think the directories obviously everyone has their vision and they think that um and they can see different ways of achieving the same goal but i think pulling more things like that together and sharing knowledge within the community um is the way forward so with odyssey box all of the people that actually do the day-to-day -day stuff are people from within my network um, and i tell them what i've learned and they tell me what what they've learned and that's how the business is successful so from um our photographer mimi she's self-taught she takes our photos and what i learned from collaborating with other brands about photography i can pass on to her yeah um our design is made by um the whole design suite was designed by um someone who was in the same year as me at least but obviously she studied graphic design and i was um, studying French and German so everyone's within the same network for sharing that knowledge um, Fantastic. and I think that's more of a way forward we need more um, we need more access to education um, mm -hmm. within the community there's a free black university fund that has that yes. as its aim um, and that was started by MELS MELS was in the same organization as I was a couple of years beforehand and so wow. they inspired a lot of what I was working on when we're there so 
there's lots of different pockets of things going on, but it all needs to draw together and sync up um, so that we have more opportunities in the future and we're on more of an equal footing in society. Right. Um, we've been playing catch up for far too long. Um, yeah. So I think it's time for us to... we've been playing catch up but I think it's time that we were on a level playing field yeah amen totally agree with you yeah. and this element of sharing I can't sort of back you up enough in terms of sharing information sharing knowledge sharing access um sharing talents being a mentor you know having the visibility I've been a mentor, to know where I love to... it yeah I can, I can imagine you've been amazing actually yeah um but having access or having like a central portal whereby information that you need or in essence if you need a consultant or if you need a, a way to kind of navigate in a market to get from point a to point b that mm -hmm. kind of platform or that kind of conversation I, I, again i don't know if it exists and i've not seen it but again that would be so helpful for every industry or every sector to get and want to, to share the money and to share revenue within the community but also to get projects finished to yeah. build empires to build relationships to you know develop legacies um so i can't champion what you said enough i think that would be absolutely incredible i think we are on the way we just need to be more consistent the i guess the motto of black pound day is it's a movement not a moment and yeah. i've been i've been saying since the very beginning i'm not new to this i'm true to this yeah i've had Likewise. <laughs> black hair my whole life um and so this is just the next step this yeah. is just one piece of a puzzle and we need everyone to be invested in it for it to show the bigger picture yeah yeah no, totally love it. Yeah. So how can our listeners get in touch with you um, moving forward? You know, how can we find you know, both brands if you'd like to share your handles? You can always find me on Instagram. I practically live on Instagram at this point. <laughs> you can find me at Curly Gal Clo and at Odyssey Box UK. Um, both of those pages are like my dms are open ask me questions if i could i always say if i know the answer i'll tell you if i don't i'll try and find it out um whether i i get all kinds of dms um i offer hair care consultations on curly gal clo um i had to take off my website because it was just getting booked up too quickly and um that's I amazing to take it off so people can just approach me and I can manage my time better than having back to back to back to back, especially with working more hours now. But um, wow. yeah, hair care consultations. I got lots of questions about how to start your own business. Um, I must admit, I'm right in the middle of it and I'm not 100% sure exactly what I'm doing, but I'm always happy to tell you the mistakes that I've made that you can avoid and any resources or anything that's helped me along the way so whether you want to know about my journey whether you need help and advice or guidance whatever it is you can always find me on instagram at curly girl Clo, or if it's about odyssey box odysseyboxuk.com thank you so much for your time yeah. you've been an amazing guest as always we um, thank you so much for having me 
it's been, oh, it's been a true honor and thank you for sharing your your wisdom and yeah you just got an amazing spirit and it's so great to see i think you've got real moral and noble kind of reasons behind why you do what you do and we just wish you even more and more success in the future thank you so much and i wish you all the success with afro leaves i think it's amazing what you're doing um and i'm i'm happy that we're on the same page in terms of connecting the community because i can see big things coming from afro leaves oh yeah thank you Well, like Julie said, it's been an absolute honour. And to everybody listening, thank you so much for tuning in and join us next time.